Hi, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Kennedy Carman. Hurry up and save at the all-new R-Town Ford. Your new choice in Randallstown. There's hundreds of new Fords with total savings to up to $12,000. Or choose 0% financing up to 72 months. It's my town. It's your town. It's R-Town Ford. They've got a license to talk. Shocking. Positively shocking. And the words are for your ears only. I think you got the point. Welcome to The Words Are Not Enough. On episode number 12 of The Words Are Not Enough, the boys are back. Will Christoph Waltz and Ben Wishaw reprise their roles in Bond 25? A definitive scientific ranking of all the Bond actors' attractiveness has been released. A new James Bond comic series from Dynamite has begun its run, and the team gives you an update on what's to come for The Words Are Not Enough in 2018. Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, hey everyone, and happy 2018. I know Whoa. that sounds a little weird. We're in the month of February. It's been 2018 for a little while now, but welcome to The Words Are Not Enough. I am Griffin, 008 Schiller. I am Brody, 005 Cerevelium. I mean, holy hell in a handbasket. Like, this is this is crazy. Yeah, what a like, comeback, seriously. The comeback of the year. My <laughs> gosh. Oh, oh man, God. it's been a while. Like the last time we did one of these episodes, I think it was back in, uh, during Christmas time, uh, where we were yeah. g- doing like a little James Bond Christmas. So it's like been a solid month since we minute, recorded yeah. an episode. Yeah, I mean, not that we haven't like discussed it at length over that time. It was just sort of like more like restructuring and that sort of thing. Which, yeah, uh, it was more of like yeah. a planning, restructuring, and then like a. Uh, a scheduling kind of thing. You know, it wasn't yeah, like, you yeah. know, oh my God, I just don't want to do this anymore. It was <laughs> it was more just like a regathering for the new year kind of thing, evaluating, making some changes and, and tweaking content a little bit. Um, but it's cool, you know, it feels nice to finally be, if I feel at home. I feel right, at it's home. Like, like jumping back into some old... Uh well-worn pants that are just like yes oh dude those jeans those good old good old uh jeans that whenever they fit you don't want to get another pair exactly yeah that's that's that's, the jeans are not enough the (laughs) jeans i you know here's the funny thing i swear to god every single time we're having some sort of conversation something comes up and (laughs) one of us is always just like the blank is not enough the whatever is like there's always like an applicable statement um, where we can just use the whatever is not enough. It is just, I don't know, maybe we are entirely into our own podcast name, but I feel like the possibilities for use in just other other uh, instances are, are endless. It's very, yeah, very malleable. Like it, it's, and then I don't think it makes any sense to literally anyone else, but it's definitely No, worth- it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's just like it's just a thing that we know and we just do and that's just the way it is. The world can get over it. <laughs> oh, it, it, it is the world uh, anyway, like I was trying to think of a way to make that because you said the world. <laughs> I, I know like, what you were going for. <laughs> you were you were trying to find a way to go. Is the yeah. world not enough? Oh, world, yeah, double oh. puns! <laughs> oh my oh, god, Jesus, this is insane, <laughs> insane. Anyways, but how are you doing? How's your how's your week been? How's your January been? You want to fill in the good folks? Um, yeah, no, it's it's been all right. It's been like kind of surreal like last semester kind of stuff so it's yeah. it's kind of um 
I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Griffin. But um, oh, dude, I know I've been there. Yeah, so it's, it. it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting. It's it's not as I mean, it's stressful, but it's 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 been more like time management stressful. If dude, I'll sense. tell you what the yeah. uh, the stress is definitely enough. You don't need any more stress. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to. And that's the other thing. I'll, I'll have a lot more time for these creative endeavors oh, when I'm dude. done. So that'll be it's nice. Ba- I know. It's basically him just like he's doing the marathon. He's almost at the finish line, but he's got like a solid couple of miles left. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like a solid 5K left. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. like um, it's it's the uh, because I like doing the podcast and all that. I've, I've sort of like set up my own little hurdles that I've got to clear now. Because I've uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> he strength. has he's made his own milestone so that he can entertain you and talk Bond. Isn't oh, that lovely? Isn't that yeah? I'm, I'm a real martyr. I'm a real hero. He's <laughs> just you are the champion that we all don't deserve, but are so lucky to have. Oh, I'm touched. How about you, Griffin? Though? How about how what have you been up to? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, as you can see, Brody is currently panicking and he's distressed and his life is in shambles. So Absolutely. the best way to take care of that is to talk some bond news. Let's recap, guys, because we've missed yeah. a whole month. Um and while there hasn't been as much news as we've kind of wanted yeah, there to did, be we didn't get our promised announcement that was coming no at the beginning and of we will we will address that later on because that's a load of bs babs come on what are you mm-hmm. doing it's uh, more like anyways a load of bb for Bob oh my Whoa. god the acronyms <laughs> the acronyms are not enough <laughs> <laughs> okay it's I'm unstoppable done. now it's we've, see we've, now we've now you guys mass. are all going to be doing it. You're all going to be like the what is, the I don't know the popcorn is not enough. I That's like, the thing. Like everyone, you you can um, mock all you like, but it's very addictive. And uh, yes, it is. It's just something that. that once once you're on the train, there it's there's no stopping. There's no stopping. <laughs> Gosh. Well, anyways, yes. Like we said, there there hasn't been enough, or I'm sorry, as much news as we had hoped. But there's been enough news. There's been some uh, little nuggets here and there, some that were you know not significant enough to um, cover, but some uh, some other ones that are you know pretty interesting. So we're gonna dive into it now and talk. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow never lies. Our news Ooh. segment. So kicking it off here strong, we've got some comments from Ben. Wishaw, uh, British actor. Uh, you probably know him as Q in the past <laughs> two Bond films, uh, the Q for the digital age, if you will. Oh wow! Look at so, that. all right, I know that, a, that the modern of, like, the MGM memo. It was like <laughs> <laughs> it's like on his character poster for the next movie. It's like they have him in a pose, like whatever is going on in the background, the movie title, yeah. and then it's like Q for the digital age. Like they'll, be, you know, they'll, they'll be riffing off of like his um his dialogue in Skyfall. So he'll be like launching a drone strike from his like in his oh pajamas, and it'll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which you know what I I want to see that happen. I want to see them actually take what he has said and put it to use. Absolutely, I, I want to see him. I want to see him make an exploding pen just because he said he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, exactly, you know, a little little bit a uh, little Easter egg there. Anyways, um, we who knows we may actually see him uh, spring into more action. So, uh, in a recent interview with BBC discussing his return to Shakespearean theater in the role of Marcus Brutus in Julius Caesar, uh, Ben Wishaw shed some light on whether or not he would be returning for Daniel Craig's final out 
outing as James Bond. He emphasized he knows nothing about the next film and can't even be sure he'll be in it, but he enjoyed stretching his muscles, Inspector, in a way Q hadn't before, which is kind of what we were alluding to. You know, Q Mm -hmm. actually, you know, went into the field. He did some stuff. Who knows? Which um, he's done before, but yeah, it was definitely But in a different kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, uh, Wishaw said the following. I'm secretly hoping that I'll get to do more action in the next one. I'd like to do a little bit more. I'd like to be a little bit more involved. It would be wonderful. But we'll see. Like everything to do with James Bond, it's all a mystery at the moment. So it would seem odd for Wishaw not to reprise his role in 25 and seeing as the only announcement surrounding the project that has been made is Craig's return and the release date there's uh-huh. no reason yet to doubt that Young Q's return um, is still, you know, ahead of us. But, you know, right, who yeah. knows? Um, there is still, like, a slight chance that he may not reprise the role. But anyways, Brody, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, what do you make of Wishaw's comments, and do you think we'll see him back for 25? Absolutely. There's not even, like, a question in my mind. Um, I think... I mean, it wouldn't be weird. Like, I mean, they've done it, like, I think... Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I know Live and Let Die, he wasn't in that, but I think that's the only one that like, Q was right. not in. And, I mean, I think not including, like, uh, Columbus Ellis and Casino Royale as well. But, um... Right. So it wouldn't be, like, unprecedented to have him not come back. I don't think they're going to recast him, even if he doesn't come back. It just means it'll, it'll, it'll no, be... No, 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 It'll no, be, like, yeah. the Q's in the story... And then that mean, meaning Ben Wesher will be in it, or Q is mm-hmm. not in the story, therefore they will not have Ben Wesher. Like, I don't think they're going to recast him or anything. Um, that would just be beyond pointless. But um, Yeah, it would it would kind of be like, you've already got, like, you've already established a more modern Q. Yeah, people seem to people like, him. like him. He's got That's a nice rapport with Craig. Like, yeah. why would you recast that? Just, you know. Exactly, yeah. So I, um, I definitely don't see that being an issue he he probably will be back just i don't know if he'll have the same extensive role that he did in like um the previous two especially inspector i don't and then sure i don't think i want that i think it was cool to see but i don't think q q q can definitely be in it more so than most of the other mi6 like cast members just because he is more of a like a technical like tactical assistant in a lot of ways mm-hmm. for Bond mm-hmm. so it makes sense that he would be touching base with his quartermaster but it it's not like I, I don't want to see him like doing action stuff like he's sort of um suggesting he wants to do yeah uh, yeah it wouldn't, wouldn't exactly work it doesn't really work for his character let alone right. and, 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 and I don't know I just I don't want Bond to be burdened with having to take care of Q. Well, like, see, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like what what he's kind of like. If if Q gets more action and like some of some of the more supporting characters, like we saw, Inspector got more more action time. It, it kind of starts to become like Mission Impossible. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly, you know, yeah. you've got the main front man, and then you've got the rest of the team, and then it's just kind of like, oh, it's, so it's like James Bond and friends. It's not James Bond, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't. I, I don't have any interest in seeing that so much. No, um, he doesn't need to throw exploding pens at people. Right. Um, not that I don't. I would. I, not that I'm, I would complain if he did have like an extended right. role. I guess, but I'm just. It's just not something I'm keen on seeing. 
if I yeah, if, no, I, if I, I had the choice. So yeah, no, absolutely. I I think the perfect use of him um, was how they used uh, was how they used him in in Skyfall. Uh, I thought he it was a great way to show off his talents, his abilities, um, and give us the classic quartermaster, you know, uh, back and forth between the two of them. Um, but then he also had some nice like little moments where he he hacked into something in you know Silva escaped and stuff like that. So you know, seeing him in that kind of a light, I'm totally cool with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I. I can't see them really diving back in. Well, maybe maybe they would. I don't know. I can't see him really being as prominent in the field again like he was in Spectre, nor do I really need to see that. Like you said, I let's just yeah. let's keep the focus on Bond. He's nice as a side character. I like when they use him just as as like a quick, you know, here's the gadgets you're going to need for your mission. Now do this in this. And maybe throw in a few extra scenes here and there, get some nice uh dialogue going between the two of them. But that's that's all that 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 Q is there for. He's He's, a, he's nice right, comedic yeah. relief. Um, he's a nice side character that we can always rely on. Um, and, and like he's, you know, he seems like a like his. Um, he's kind of like a friend to Bond, if you will, but in yeah, a, in a, sure. in a uh, yeah. a different kind of way, I guess. I I think you could, we could possibly if they do. And I really, again, I really hope that that they at least, even if they're not going to finish the Blofeld thing and all that, which we'll talk about that in a bit, but um. Right. Yes. Even if they don't end up finishing that story thread, which would be a, a big mistake, I feel. But if they don't, I still think they they should resolve the way the last one ended, where he like left. Um, yeah. So he should come back, and I think it'd be yeah. gonna, it, that, that, that's a good like him coming back to MI six after being away, and not in like, the same way that he did when he came back in like Skyfall. This is like him willingly coming back um, sure. for some whatever reason. Um, it'd be cool. Like, there's a good excuse to have some little, like, little little scenes with Q and um, with like Money Penny and um, mm-hmm. Tanner. Like, just have them there. This would be like sort of acknowledging that he's gone and welcoming him back and all that sort of thing. But yeah, anything more than like sort of, I don't know. It, 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 again, it's another thing. It, it could work. Is the thing. It could work if they have like sure. the right script. Sure. But I just don't see the point in doing it dude so. it's all about the script and since we know literally nothing about the script we're we're only here to speculate <laughs> yeah exactly it would be kind of yeah. cool to see like a classic like straight up classic because I mean Spectre was kind of like in that classic vein but it'd be, it'd be cool to see like just straight up like Bond on his own doing a mission um, yeah yeah we had like a little like little, little scenes for M in the beginning with exposition little scenes with Q for like like gadgets and quips and then just like that's it. That'd be kind yeah. of cool to sort of like return to that one more time, but maybe not. Who knows? No, I agree with you. And you know, maybe maybe if they don't do it in twenty five, we we still might see it in later films down the road because I think that's a question that um, you know uh, Broccoli and, and Wilson are going to have to face: is do yeah. they want to continue on the, the the path that Craig has established, or do we want to take it a step in, in a little bit more traditional Bond fashion? Um, for for the next uh, actor to come in, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Only only time will tell. But anyways, I've actually got, I've, I've actually got a question for you, real quick. Oh Do yes. you think um, when they like in twenty six, I guess when they when they get a new guy, mm-hmm. should they keep the existing MI six cast? Um, I. I, f- I feel like it, it doesn't matter either way. I would be okay with it because I, I actually really like Ray Fiennes as M. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, um, oh, what's, her, what's her name? Um, Naomi uh, Harris? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Naomi Harris is is terrific as, as Monty Penny. I mean, she's. Mm-hmm. I think she might be like my second favorite Monty Penny. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm no, be, for sure. I'm she's be honest with you. She just owns the role. Um, and she has a really good like natural chemistry with Craig, which is good. She does, and I, well, that's the thing. Will will that translate over into whoever is cast next? Um, I mean, we saw it happen when they recasted Connery. Uh, they the the original you know MI6 crew carried over with um, Roger Moore for a little bit. Uh, but I mean, as we saw, the chemistry just wasn't as good. There was it almost felt um, awkward at times, if you will. So yeah, no, um, I totally agree. Yeah, there's I, um, there's always that side of it, and and that might be the case. But I think that the current crew they haven't been around for that long, so you might as well just keep them on, um, and and have an established MI6 crew, so that you know the the only rotating person for the next film is uh the the lead actor, and um the 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 original MI6 crew can bring on um they have experience behind them, they know uh the how this whole you know production works. And such like that. And I'm not talking about like MI6 yeah. as far as production. I'm talking about like movies. So you've got like the seasoned vets of the series coming in, kind of ushering in the new Bond, making him feel a little bit more comfortable. So um, I'd totally be cool with them keeping the same crew. Yeah, no, I think I'm in the same boat. I think it's like um, it, it's worked in the past. And I think there's no real reason to rec- like. I, I feel like just let these guys run their course until yeah. they're ready to retire. Um, I agree. Yeah. Because that means you can do like Ben Wisher as he gets older can become a different kind of Q with a different kind yeah, of relationship. Yeah, it, it leaves in like interesting that, arcs open for them. Yeah, that's the thing because like Desmond Llewellyn had like a different relationship with Connery because they were both like like Desmond Llewellyn was only like maybe a couple years older than Connery back sure. in like Goldfinger, so like it was kind of like co-workers. And then yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, you get into Roger Moore. Roger Moore was kind of almost the same thing, like similar age, but he was a bit more cheeky with him. And then you get to like Dalton and um, and Brosnan. Well, especially and, Brosnan. Especially Brosnan, but um, yeah. uh, even less to kill, I think um, they, they, there, was a, there was a more of like a paternal relationship. Yeah, between, yeah, um, yeah, you get that a little bit, yeah. Bond and, uh, yeah, and Q. So like, and it'd be really cool to see like Ben Wishaw's evolve because right now he's like the young hotshot but it's going to come to a point where he's not young anymore exactly yeah dude that'd be an awesome arc for him yeah and so it'd be really really cool just to sort of see how his portrayal gets to evolve um mm-hmm. in the same way that like desmond llewellyn's got to um i think and in m that's the other thing m i don't know there's no real need to change that they didn't even change judy dench between like within a reboot like it was like you know what I mean? So right that w- and that was like a huge decision that needed to be made. It's like if you're gonna reboot the franchise or soft reboot, if you will, are you gonna mm. keep the same M? And they did it, and they made it work in the most emotional way possible. Yeah, and I think that they, they, they definitely worked to their benefit. So I um I think yeah. at the same time, like I don't know because like I know in like years past that is like it's always been fine, like just cycling out new bonds and keeping the same MI6 crew. That's just been how it is. But now we've got this obsession with continuity and this obsession mm-hmm. with like, um, like especially with around Bond, people like are obsessed with like making like the code name theory and all these sort of like ridiculous, like overly complicated things that try to force continuity sure. into things. And yeah. part of me is like worried that like, oh, if they just get a new guy and they keep the same crew, it's going to be like, because like, getting a new guy and keeping the same crew could just be a way of illustrating, oh, same guy, just different actor, you know what I mean? Yeah, but exactly. Could, but it could also translate as 
they just cycle through bonds you know what i mean like this is just a new right, guy right. with the same code name and well so, and, and i think the thing when it, when it comes right which i i absolutely hate that theory and i know you i know you do too but um i i think when it comes to that uh, it'll it'll be more of like you know up for debate with like the mainstream people who only pay attention to Bond every like several years. But like for the people, like the fans, will be like, okay, just new Bond. Like that's that's just the way it is. Yeah, I just think like I can already like see a, like a, a like a listicle article oh, saying God. like the seven reasons why James the, the new James Bond is a different person. Like. <laughs> It's like money, and it'll, it'll like dissect like the, a scene from Bond Twenty Six. It's like Money Penny uh, doesn't geez. refer to Skyfall at all. Like like different man? Question mark. Like, oh man, it'll just be awful. So I mean, that's oh I know. Oh, maybe I've just become too cynical. That's probably what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just <laughs> we we've got yeah. Uh, I mean, anyways, uh, away from yeah. that nonsense. Yes. Uh, I, last, I'm gonna close out with this. If Christopher Nolan comes on to direct Bond 26, I I'll bet my ass that Killian Murphy plays Q. <laughs> I I'm not even kidding. You reckon? Oh, he dude, might. he's the he's the obligatory like cameo in every one of his films. It's true, but what if he got like um, if he if he was caught, if he was like doing a throwback to all the classic Bonds, he got um Michael Caine. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Mr. that'd be something else, Mister um, Bond. I'm gonna give you a weapon now. <laughs> <laughs> Bring yeah. it back in one piece. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, speaking of classic Bond stuff, let's move on to our next category. That was the worst segue possible, but that you'll see what I mean in a second. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this has to do with another person who the speculation was, oh, is he going to return for Bond 25? Is he going to yeah. return for Bond 25? Well, we can... I pretty much definitively say that Christoph Waltz will not be returning for Bond 25. So it would seem that the hearsay around uh, surrounding Christoph Waltz's return as Blofeld in Bond 25 can be put to rest as the actor has once again stated that he will not come back. The following comes from uh, an interview with The Times in which Waltz says, uh, in which Waltz says, it was an incredible experience to be a part of this post-war cultural phenomenon, yet I can't say that I was happy at every step of the process. I feel that there are some loose ends with my engagement, and I'm not saying that I'm going to be in the next one, I'm not going to be in the next one. The actor then went on to discuss some regrets he had with Spectre, saying that, saying the following, but let's say, in terms of my feelings, that I have sufficiently served a purpose. There are a few white blotches on the map for me, personally. I don't want to be critical of something that doesn't deserve to be criticized, so that's why I'm being a little cryptic. There are just certain things that I am unhappy with. I wish I would have gotten the opportunity to iron those glitches out. So, with this lingering question seemingly put to rest, the question remains as to whether another actor will take over the mantle as Blofeld in Bond 25, which is a common Bond trope, which I kind of alluded to at the beginning, but just really awfully. Um, <laughs> or will Blofeld simply be put to the side for the next project? Brody, let me hear your thoughts. Um, Several thoughts. Um, I know. I don't... I don't know. This, this is interesting. So, like, I'll go back to, like, the first thing he says where he says he wasn't super happy with some of the pro steps in the process because he felt there was some loose ends with his engagement, which is sure. pretty much exactly why I think anyone with a half a brain cell wants him to come back yeah. is because yeah. they, like, deliberately left 
a loose end with him sure. being alive and being captured and like like forebodingly staring at Bond walking off into the sunset. Like that was very that felt very deliberate. And so him him saying he's not coming back is I don't know I I buy that he believes it. I don't buy that it's true. Is really kind of my, yeah. because this is the second instance of him saying that he's oh, no, not going to be I don't back. Buy, I guess I say I buy that he believes it. I think he thinks he's done. I don't. I, I think. I, I. I don't think. If he, I feel like if he met with like if if, if so let's say the the Eon creative team said okay we've got a story we want to finish the story we started they get a director in then they meet with Christoph Waltz and they say hey we'll give you this sum of money. We're going right. to do. We want to bring your character back. We want to finish this story. I don't think he's. It didn't sound like he had that bad of a time that he's not coming back. Because no, like he's I, in fact, in I would character. say the the issues. Yeah, in fact, I would say the the issues he had had to do with the fact that his story arc wasn't finished. But here's the yes. thing: um, is it is it, it, it? We we clearly can see that it's not Christoph Waltz not wanting to return. And I believe as as we originally discussed this, I think back in October or November or something like yes. that. It wasn't that he didn't want to come back. It's that Eon didn't want to move forward with bringing Blofeld back for the next movie, probably because of the weak reception that he got from Spectre. So, I mean, I don't it know. seems it, like it, they it, might it be being a little reactionary here. Uh, maybe, but I don't. I don't know if. But when we 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 were that we were reading into what Eon's thoughts were on the process and all that because we right, like, oh, they right. haven't said anything about it. Um, nor, nor is anyone like directly involved in it. It was more of like speculation based on, you know, anonymous sources from anonymous sources from anonymous right. sources. Right, and well, and, and so, Waltz's comments. I mean, Waltz's comments, but Waltz didn't say anything about Eon not wanting him back. They right. Said, well, he, just, he, he did say that he they was, didn't like call him yet. Right, but they haven't even called Ben Wishaw yet. So like, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I'll it's, just throw it's that. It's not there. like they, they don't have a script, which was something we've said for a very long time. They don't have a yeah, script. Yeah, they don't yet. have a script. They don't have a director yet, by the sounds of it. Oh, they're they're which they're, is which is on a side note is well, side note that we'll get to later is just ridiculous. Right, I, I don't know if that's ridiculous, but I think I definitely think um, it's too soon to say. I think Christoph Waltz is saying he's not coming back because he knows he hasn't been asked to come back. But right. he's not. It's not like um, because they could get a director, right? Eon could get a director for the next one who just says, "You know what? I'm doing a complete standalone. It's something completely yeah. different." Yeah. And so, but they could at the very same time, like because they, they haven't got a story yet. There's no real. There's no way he could possibly know he's not coming back. You know what I mean? Well, but but here's the thing. Like, why would he? Why would he then say, "I'm not going to be in the next one"? Why wouldn't he just say? I don't know yet if they're going to call me. They may call me. They may not be. Um, he gave a definitive answer. I mean, on it that. gives him it gives him grounds to negotiate, and it also, like, if he if he says I'm not coming back unless I want to fix these problems that I saw in like my performance from last time, or maybe he wants more money. So you, you think know, he's like I, saying this for negotiating power? Maybe, maybe I, I have no. I, there's no way I could know. But um, no, I, feel like I know, I know. Just kind of speculating. There's like no reason why. There's, there's no reason why he he could possibly no 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 reason why no reason how I don't even know what I'm saying since doesn't make any sense but there is no <laughs> way he could know is the thing like sure sure I don't even think Ben Wishaw doesn't know and um uh freaking the guy uh, played Tanner yeah the guy plays Tanner I forget his name um Same. I want to say Michael Kitchen but that's the that's Tanner in Goldeneye um but anyway uh Rory Kinnear um oh he, yes yeah. 
he doesn't know and these are like essential back i mean money penny uh no hamas harris said she doesn't know yet you know what i mean like sure they sure. by the sounds of it eon has not spoken to anyone other than daniel craig and whoever they're like you know obviously um purvis and wade and sure. whoever they're trying to uh you know sweet talk into doing the directing and right, so right. i Ultimately, it'll be the director's decision, but I don't see how Christopher Waltz could possibly know anything. That's the, that's the only thing. I just don't think he, he knows, and he's playing it safe by saying, I'm not going to be in the next one. So he doesn't look like Right, he's kind of he just like, like keeping like, the, the tabloids just like closed down at the moment. Yeah, exactly, because it's, I mean, like, if he says, oh, maybe I'm coming back, and he doesn't come back, then he's just basically um, played into this whole like rumor mill, which... Yeah, but yeah. but based on like the interviews I've seen with Christoph Waltz, he's just not a big fan of that kind of thing. So um, mm-hmm. I can see why he would want to avoid that kind of rampant speculation, and he he kind sure, of wants to stop. Sure. He wants he kind of wants people to stop asking about it too. Like he doesn't want well, every yeah, film I mean, he does it's, it's, to be like have like during the press junket to be asked, "Will you be in it?" Well, you've said maybe. Will you be in it? Do you know anything yet? Yeah. So if he just says no, then. If he comes back, he comes back. If he doesn't come back, he doesn't come back. And I think that's probably the way... I, that's the way I'm interpreting this. I don't think it's anything in any way definitive, only because there's no way he could possibly know yet. But, sure, sure. Well, yeah. I think that's a valid point, because you bring up the fact that, like, you know, Ben Wishaw doesn't even know. Uh, Roy Kinnear right. doesn't even know. Uh, Naomi Harris doesn't even know. Um, I mean, you know, like, like I mentioned in our first story, literally the only details we know about this project are the release date, the writers, and Daniel Craig. That's yeah. it. And the writers could change, because, I mean, sure. Spectre was being written by John Logan, and then in the end it got written by, um, it got rewritten by Purvis and Wade, so... Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly, so... So like there's still, yeah, there's still room to finagle in there. I think they were trying to get down a story and then, you know, a court of director, first of all, those are the two top priorities. Then we can figure out, you know, does Blofeld fit in the story or stuff like that. But I would say this, um, if, if Christoph Waltz does not return, do you think there's a high possibility of them recasting the character and just bringing in another actor? Because we've seen that in in many Bond films before. That is not uncommon at all. I think that's a very, very high uh, possibility because they they spent a lot of time and a lot of money fighting to get the rights for Spectre and Blofeld sure. back yeah. and I don't think they use him for one film and say you know what we spent millions of dollars and we're going to put this aside now um, the great thing about doing especially in this like political climate right now the great thing about having an organization like Spectre in your canon is you can do big like you know big plots without implicating anyone's politics you know what i mean yeah like yeah. there's nothing i mean you can i mean you could argue that there are like ideological parallels to specter in the real world yeah. but you're not going to offend anyone by having bond punch you know specter goons in the face and like it's <laughs> yeah they're like it's like the bond version of nazis yeah exactly well i mean sometimes nazis get like people defending them online so you never know oh, <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's Spectre is really, really useful because it's it's like a stand-in for something like ISIS. It's like an independent actor. Yeah. In the and so you can do interesting commentary still because which that's been like one of my favorite things about the Daniel Craig movies is they've had like real-world commentary going on. Yeah. But you don't have to offend anyone, which is yeah, like really, really good because you want these movies to do well. Um, you don't want to like because if you make Bond fight the Russians, like the. 
the reason, okay, the, getting into a little history here of Spectre, um, not so much in the books, but in the movies, Spectre was a perfect like scapegoat um, in the in the film adaptions for the Russians. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. in a lot of the well, I mean, and from Russia with love, literally the head person they have from Spectre working um, <laughs> in there is Kleb, and she is right. like. Like you know, KGB. Like, well, that's the thing. Like, because because in the in the books, right? In like in the in Frost Love the book, um, and in all of like the early most of the early Bond books, um, there's an organization called Smirsh, and that is it's like a, it's like a branch of the Russian government essentially. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so in From Russia with Love, Bond is fighting agents of Smirsh, who are just basically KGB, like Russian Soviet agents um yeah, but then yeah. when they made the book uh, when they made the movie this is like 1963 um they were like oh well the cuban missile crisis just happened things are pretty tense with russia let's not make a movie where the russians are the bad guys let's just make like let's let's take this idea from of, of specter from one of your other books mm-hmm. and put it in this and that can be uh, like a big big evil organization and we can just sort of have them be the stand-in for the Russians. And yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. perfect. And I think today, when, ironically, we've got like a lot of tension with Russia and a lot of tension with like non-state actors. And I think Spectre is a perfect, is in a position to do the same thing for Bond that it did back in the 60s where it, like it can be a stand-in for right. the real world enemies. And so um, I don't think, I, I think it'd be a real mistake to throw that away um, especially since they've, they've devoted so much time and money. I think if you can't get Christoph Waltz, recast Blofeld. It's, it's been yeah. done before. It'll be fine. I, I, it's, as much as I, I liked Christoph Waltz, and I think his portrayal has potential to be even better in, in another installment, mm-hmm. um, I don't see the point in um, completely upending the story they set up at the end yeah, of, I, I, of right. um, Spectre in order to uh, just because they can't get the actor back you know what I mean you might as well yeah, just yeah, yeah. I agree like keep the story going keep, like take that because it's interesting the story the direction it's going in because we've never really seen like this full Blofeld arc done properly before so mm-hmm. don't throw that away just because Christoph Waltz isn't going to come back you know what I mean sure yeah I mean the, so. the, the character is not the actor the character can live on without the actor yes I mean James Bond the main character is literally that, yeah right? exactly <laughs> excuse me um, I will say one thing on this just before we close out um, yeah. I would love it if if like he came back and I I love I would love the continuation of It'd the Blofeld nice. story yeah. and stuff like that but as much as I would love that I am a huge fan of just the standalone villains like the Goldfingers um like the Sanchezes like all those guys I love oh, sure. a yeah. good standalone villain and I think we've gotten uh, two two solid ones in the um in the in the Craig era. I want to see I want to see one more maybe. Uh, so if they went that direction, I wouldn't be super mad. But um, regardless, what what whatever they decide to do for twenty five in twenty six, I want to see a nice standalone villain like on par with some of the greats. I don't I don't want a half assed like Dominic Green or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> I want like a solid Bond villain, which we got with uh you know Lashif and, and and Silva and stuff like that. But just yeah. saying, I want. No, no, I, I totally agree. I think um, starting fresh with another, with another villain in the next one would be great. 
Yeah, um, yeah. But that's what the reason I want because this is Craig's last film. You've spent so much time, like especially Inspector, you spent so much time interweaving a lot of the story. Yeah. As as great as standalone stories are, don't don't fuck it up. It'll make Spectre even more frustrating for people. If yeah, you but just at the same drop time, that. right? You, you can do something with it. Do something creative. If you have a problem, do something creative with it. Don't just ignore the problem because that's sure. how you get. That, that's really lazy, and that, that bothers yeah, me. Yeah, I like, agree with you. I agree like with you. If, there, for if, the most part. I mean, uh, you want to talk about like another parallel to that? This is um, like all the people bitched about um, Justice League and sort of dropping a lot of the issue like you know what I mean Justice League and yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. issues people had with BVS and just sort of did something different Yeah, I think you run the risk of doing something like that where you piss people off by just saying like well you know what you were too lazy to write a story that actually fixed the problems that we had with the, the last story and so you just did something else that's kind of shitty that's a kind of a shame that's, 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 a, that's a kind of a depressing note to end Daniel Craig's even if the film is great it's a kind of a depressing note to end Daniel Craig's tenure on like a sort of this la 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 like don't hear you problems we don't hear criticism like ending on that note would be really kind of a shame like sure yeah yeah, yeah. no i i see where you're coming from because like yeah. that's, that, that, that's one of the things i liked about um specter is because after quantum of solace they kind of dropped that and then they did skyfall which was a standalone and mm-hmm. that was great but then i was like i kind of as much as there were problems with Quantum, I liked the idea, and they just dropped it. Mm-hmm. And so, at least Inspector, they made it. They brought Mister White back, and they they tied it all in. It maybe was like not the most. Sometimes it was like a little clunky, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that they, they didn't just ignore the problem, the problems that Quantum had. They said, "Okay, you know what? Those are interesting ideas. We're going to take them, and we're going to finish. We're going to follow through on those promises that we set up." And yeah, so, yeah. Um, one way or another, even if you, even if you didn't like the way it was paid off, at least they went back and acknowledged it. And I feel sure. like you can't afford to do that with the last film Craig's in because there's not going to be like you can't you can't just do Skyfall for the next one because there's not going to be a Spectre after it to follow through on all the promises in Spectre. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You have to really just tie it all up because you want Twenty Six to be with a new actor, just like completely fresh. You don't want to be burdened with having to like sort of like make constant references to the last like yeah, actors I agree. tenure. I agree. So just wrap it up, make make it a piece of story since that's what they were aiming for. And you know, then twenty six you can do go hog wild, do whatever you want. But um Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean blank, just commit blank, to what you already- canvas like yeah, just, just commit yeah. to what we have already started doing. Like, sure. I don't know. That just would bother me a lot because that's what that's what that's, that's what they did with Diamonds Are Forever, and that's what they did with um, just like they, they, it's happened a fair bit where they just right. We, of, yeah, we we've seen it happen in the the in the franchise before. Yeah, past, and it bothers yeah. me, especially we've seen it happen with Blofeld before, which is really fucking annoying. But um, <laughs> I know, yeah. poor Blofeld, poor Blofeld. <laughs> his his oh, nemesis, and like he has been like just so mistreated yeah <laughs> i know just not treated with the respect that he imagine deserves. imagine doing like a sherlock holmes thing and just like every time you set up moriarty you just botch it imagine that <laughs> like that's what this is yeah like, yeah no anyway. that's a, a you there's there's a validity to that there is validity to that <laughs> Gosh. anyway 
Alright, uh, anyways, let's get away from that. Let's move on to something absolutely ridiculous that took the internet by storm recently. Oh my god. And that is all the Bond actors definitively, scientifically, stupidly ranked <laughs> based on their attractiveness. So, <laughs> I can't even believe mercy. I put this in the notes, but I just, I it was trending, so we had to put it in there. Anyways, a new scientific study has analyzed the faces of all the Bonds according to the golden ratio of beauty phi and revealed the best and worst looking of the entirety of the, the catalog of Bond actors. So Dr. De Silva, very funny that his last name is Silva. I just, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, who Silva's runs the Center for Bond Advanced... Again. It's just relentless. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hold Anyways, the golden he, ratio, Mr. Bond. So dull, so dull. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is just... Too great, too great. Oh, Anyways, he runs the Center for Advanced Facial Cosmetic and Plastic <laughs> Surgery. He explains how this study, quote unquote, works. So he goes on to say the following. So the f I know, so you're, you're just like chomping at the bit for this. I'm, you I'm, I'm, I'm bursting because it's Dr. Silva <laughs> and he works for what is essentially the fucking clinic in Cuba from Dying of the Day. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I know. I like to, like, I'm imagining Dr. Silva in that scene from Dying of the Day where he's like, um, uh, I like to think of myself as an artist and you are the canvas. <laughs> like, <it's> just, yes. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Like, the, this had to have been a setup, man. Like, this, this had to this have been a so setup. This is so perfect. Yeah, honestly. Yes, but anyways, okay, let's get to the quote here. So the phi ratio of 1.618 has long been thought to hold the secret of beauty. Ooh. And now with the computer mapping, we can calculate exactly how it applies to men. So the, uh, the ratio can be applied to faces or bodies, and the closer the ratios are to 1.618, the more beautiful they supposedly are. Wow. Uh, yeah. Anyways, let's just get to the ranking of the Bonds here. So coming in at last place, number six, is poor Daniel Craig. Apparently his face is just not symmetrical enough and he's not beautiful enough, so he's I could have told you that. Like he's <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and then coming in at number five is poor George Lazenby. Just oh, the poor model. That's I know. Now coming in at number four, and this is a this is a surprise. I guess it just has has to do with uh, symmetry. Is is Pierce Brosnan coming in at number four? Yeah. I I thought he I thought he'd break the top three, but anyways, all right. And then rounding out the top three, we've got Timothy Dalton and number three. Oh my boy! My I know boy. you're oh. you're just you're so excited about that. And then Beautiful. number two, Roger Moore, and of course. The original, apparently the definitively most attractive James Bond actor, is Sean Connery. The the symmetry on that man's face is just beyond perfect. I think I guess. that's honestly, weirdly enough, this feels like a pretty uncontroversial list, uh, considering how <laughs> stupid it is. Like I don't think anyone's yeah. going to deny that Daniel Craig is probably the most like rough looking Bond. And Dude, maybe Connery the science is, is the most maybe the science movie. really does check out if this is the common conception. Maybe. You never know. And Roger Moore's a pretty boy, so that makes sense. So Oh uh, yeah. 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 That's I mean, for maybe, sure. What, I, what, I, what what era of Roger Moore are they mapping? Were they mapping like, <laughs> like I think they took to, him at um, his prime. Like, they no, I, I'm pretty sure because they took Connery from Goldfinger. Um Gotcha. And I, I think they took more from, which one did they take? The Spy Who Loved Me, maybe? 
I, I haven't seen the picture, but I... Uh, I don't know. I, I have to go yeah. through the, the... Literally, they had, like, the faces and, like, the mappings. And, anyways, <laughs> but there you have it, guys. The definitive, uh, attractive scale of the, the Bond actors. Brody, do you have any last uh, closing thoughts on this? Um. Oh, my this God. This gripping this piece be, of should, news that broke the internet. This is hard-hitting, yeah. This is amazing. Um... One of the stupidest things I've ever think we've co- ever covered on this show. Yes, <laughs> I know it was. It, I think it's um, dumb. It's, I, I almost regret putting it in there. Can you imagine the meltdown there would be if they did this with a Bond girl? This would be like oh dear, like body shaming. This would be oh my god, that would be body so little, shaming. Yes, it's a little, it's a little gross if I do say so. No, um, it's uh, <laughs> it's very weird that someone even had this thought. I know, just like who, like, 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 (laughs) why, like, out of just, well, I guess it was because his name was Doctor Silva and he works for a plastic surgery like center, like a cosmetic center. Yeah, what what a what a funny coincidence that Craig is last on Doctor Silva's list. Mm, Yeah, I'm sure Doctor No would put Connery at the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, hmm, interesting. Very, very (laughs) interesting. Little bias there. Yeah, I do say so myself. I guess, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to our final topic in the uh, tomorrow never lies, and it's not really a, a substantial news topic, but it's just something that we want to bring up that is news related, Bond twenty five related. So I just yeah. want to quickly mention that there has been no official update on Bond twenty five thus far in uh, in in the new year. Shocking. So th- this comes after Barbara Broccoli literally stated at the end of last year that. There would be a big Bond announcement coming our way uh, early 2018. And and yes, I guess it technically is still early 2018 in the scope of things. But usually, I I guess in the way uh, we interpreted her previous statements, um, we we were expecting something in January, like to, to ring in the new year. I think uh, once if we get to March and there's no news, then we'll know she was just lying. <laughs> I know she was just feeding us something to tide yeah. us over. Oh, there's gonna be a new announcement early 2018. Yeah. And then she goes like, but then like she says that to the camera, and then she like goes behind stage to um, Michael G. Wilson. She goes, "Fuck, fuck, fuck. What are we gonna do? Fuck." <laughs> it's like, God, do we have anything? Is gonna? Do we have the new car? Do we have the Aston Martin for Bond 25? Can we feed what, them Daniel that? Craig wants to leave again. Shit, shit, shit. Oh like, gosh, Pay, give him more money. Give him more money. Yeah. <laughs> Give him just the entire yeah, so like Oh jeez. No, I know. It's it's kind of a shame. I was really hoping for something uh to to ring in the new year with, but um you know, I guess there's they're still working on the story, still working on the script. Um hopefully they've at least gone through one draft of the script by now. <laughs> More than likely. But they maybe More I mean, than likely. Yeah. But then like that's the thing like if I wonder if they have a director because the director usually has. I mean, lately anyway, the director has had a lot of say over the script. Yeah, maybe and they're so just not ready to announce the director yet. Maybe, yeah, that might be the case. I, it's going to take the film internet by storm. It would be an amazing, like, like act of secrecy if they managed to keep that under wraps, like the director being chosen. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. But that um, would be. It would be. So I, I guess no. we can just hope and pray that we get an announcement in February and, and maybe March. If if we like you said, if we don't get anything by March, I'm I'm calling BS on that one. Yeah, that's oh well. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like when would be the opportune time to do something because like when do they have to start filming? Like you'd have to. Start I mean, filming. sometime soon the movie. Well, they they have over a year, so there's plenty that's of time. Yeah, left. you probably don't have to start filming until like end of summer yeah yeah that, so, would be, that would sound about right i mean and even then like they they could easily film it in a year but you want to give some time for 
post and all that. So um, yeah, right. We there. It, it clearly seems like they're taking their time with this thing, which is a good move. Yes, absolutely. And we've said that a million times, but um, it yeah, bears yeah. repeating. But um. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There is uh, Tomorrow Never Lies. Let us know all your thoughts and opinions on the topics we discuss in the comment section below of wherever you're watching. And with that, let's move on to Q Branch. And Q Branch, we've got yes. some delightful stuff here. Brody is going to tell us about some uh, uh, some reading materials for all you Bond fans out there. Yes. Okay. So um, you might remember like sometime late last year um i did a little i, I think it was like on a solo episode that i did yeah um i talked a bit about I mean, we've talked about the dynamite um entertainment like oh i know they've been before. killing the game over there they've been doing so well and then um i i spoke a, a bit about um elise not i think that's his name he's czech uh, i spoke a yes, bit about yeah. um his he was doing a story called uh james bond the body and I, I spoke a little bit about like what I thought, like what I thought of like the, the, the synopsis they had released and all that. But um, it's now January. And so that has released. And so we've got like some now some synopsis of like the next couple of issues that we should be expecting like um, over like February and March. And so, yeah, gonna- well, I think is it is it only because I, I, I even when I was looking through like the the articles on this, is it only a three issue arc? Because I like, thought it was a six issue arc. I that's what I remember. Okay. Um, well, regardless, we have the synopsis here for the first three issues. Yes. But let's, uh, I guess and we can so, just do the go go ahead do the overview. oh yeah yeah. So I'll give you a little recap and what um sort of we'll start with the body which I did I covered the synopsis for this one in um, a previous episode but just for the sake of like understanding oh you um, know what you are right it is six issues I'm an idiot it's literally right there staring me in the face at the notes <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah so um, we'll, I'll start by recapping the body um, which is out now so um, I actually haven't read it yet but you can if you'd like to um, you should you should yeah go support this thing because um, they're doing some. I haven't, I haven't read the body yet, but in general, they've been putting out really good content. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the body is issue one, and um, the synopsis goes: As Bond undergoes post-mission medical ex- examination, uh, he relays the story of his previous mission to the examiner. Each cut, bruise, and broken bone connects to a specific event of the mission. A connection is made between the two people with different purposes: one to, one to save a life, the other to take them. And so that sounded really interesting to me um, mm-hmm. when I heard that. Uh, still looking to check it out, but there's not much to yeah, discuss on yeah, that because absolutely. I pretty much. Do you have anything to say about? That? <laughs> well, I haven't read it yet. I um I actually own it. It is uh, oh, sitting it? on my shelf right now. I oh, am wow. looking at it. Not really, but uh, I haven't read it. I you know I I'm behind on my comics. It's in my giant stack of comics. I'm like behind on Doomsday Clock. Behind on oh, Mister Miracle. Yeah. I, you can add the body to that as well, but uh, I have not read it. I have heard good things though, so I actually might go. I might end up going to like um, to Vaughn's after I finish this real quick and uh, seeing if they have it. But um, that might be that might be a good idea. That might yeah, because be I've been I've been keeping up with Doomsday Clock, but not um. That's pretty much the only comic I've been like, keeping up with lately. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Just haven't had time, but um, come on, you're on. You co-host a Bond talk show. How are you true. not on top of this shit? I mean, I will get there. I've read other ones, but um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so issue two is the brain, um, which you would think is part of the body, but alas, it is not. Um, 
And in issue two, which comes out in February, uh, James Bond leads the interrogation of a scientist who allowed a lethal virus to be stolen. This might be spoilers for the first one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, when the investigation takes a surprising turn, Bond begins to question whether he is enough. Oh, is Bond, oh, the Bond is, is not enough. The Bond oh. is not enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. That was that played right into our, uh, wow. into our hands. Wow. They one. just Holy keep playing shit. right into our show name. Seriously. And then um, issue three, The Gut. Um, one sauna, 20 neo-Nazis, one Bond, James Bond. Oh, I get one Bond, James Bond. Ha. Um, ha. This weapon, this weapons deal won't go according to plan. That is hands down the best synopsis out of all of them. It's, that's it's cool, yeah. Dude, that's I, quick. It's punchy. I'm like, I'm ready for Bond to like <laughs> kick some neo-Nazi ass. Like, which is super funny because like I was saying like in the like, when we were talking about Spectre, yeah, I was saying, we were talking like, about the Nazis. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was saying yeah, like don't like you don't have to make Bond political um, if you if you if you want to avoid doing that. Which I still agree. If you don't want to do that, probably a good idea. But then. <laughs> in this in this comic, Bond is literally punching Nazis, which yeah. is great. I, am I guess he's like that. Captain America, even though he's not American. <laughs> Captain Britain. Well, they already have one of those. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that sounds really cool. Um, I'm down to see pretty much where this whole series goes. It yeah, sounds more I, like I'll, it sounds. I'll tell you what, man this this stuff sounds really good, and and I've loved like the previous like. Uh, installments from the, yeah. the dynamite stuff, from, like the main installments, like the Bond stuff. Because I haven't, I didn't read the the Monty Penny one off. I didn't read the M one off. The Q, the the Felix letter, like all that stuff. But um, yeah. But the Bond ones have been like fantastic. I have loved them tremendously. Yeah, and then this one looks. I, I didn't. I based on like description of the body, it sounds like each issue is sort of branching off of that original premise and. Like as they go along subsequently, they like he he sort of introduces this premise of him talking to the the examiner essentially, and then each issue focuses on a specific injury and tells uh-huh. you the story about that. And then at the end, I guess in in issue six, it's going to tie it all together. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, it's kind of like him going through like a I guess this is what you were saying like a like a therapy session, kind of just like recounting like these. It's it's a really really interesting storytelling. Cool, I think I mentioned yeah I mentioned this in um when we were talking when I talked about the body. Um, yeah, it sounds like it, it sounds like a combination of like a most it's a super Fleming idea. That sounds like something Fleming would write. Yeah, um, very much so. And then on top of that, it also sounds um like a little bit like his short stories as well in mm-hmm. like them being like sort of smaller scale isolated events um rather than like giant missions like sure. um the, the novels are obviously yeah it's so cool though i think that's just so interesting and i am super keen to see where they take it yeah absolutely i'm right there with you um so should we move on to the next subject i think we shall Wow, what a segue that was! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's very yes. cordial, but um, so yeah, the next topic, uh, keeping it in this sort of literary sort of, uh, I guess, lane. Um, we've talked a bit about this before, but uh, Anthony Horowitz has provided some updates on his new book. And so, if you're not familiar with Anthony Horowitz, he recently wrote, um, uh, Trigger Mortis. Which yeah, was, the 2015 one, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of they've they've been doing this sort of thing where they've gone back to the original Fleming continuity and they're adding books 
to it. Because mm-hmm. so essentially, what happened? Like Fleming died after *Man with a Golden Gun* was written, or like before it was published, and then, um, uh, his friend, um, uh, what's his name, um, Amos. Something Amos. I forget his this name. This is your realm. This is your... I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, he wrote Colonel Sun in any case, um, which was a direct follow-on from them with the Golden Gun set in like the 60s. Yeah. Um, and then they, 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 they've been a bunch of books, but they haven't really been tied into the Fleming continuity. Um, but now that like the, the Fleming estate has sort of started giving um, authors license to do that. And so we had like... Um, the first book they did in this vein was... Um, uh, Sebastian Fox, who did uh, Devil May Care, which mm-hmm. was actually pretty good. And that was set in the 60s as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Solo, which came out a couple of years prior as well, which was also tied into that sort of um, continuity. And now, and then and Trigger Mortis, obviously. And now Anthony Horowitz is doing another one. Um, and it sounds really, really cool. Uh I mean, based on no information whatsoever, but it's just the fact that Anthony <laughs> Horowitz is writing it. Based on nothing other than the fact that Anthony Horowitz is writing it, it sounds cool. Yeah, and, and he also wrote, um, if you're familiar, I know we've talked about this before, but yeah. um, he also wrote like the Alex Ryder books, if you read those Yeah, which are very Bond-inspired. Yeah, exactly. So um, he's pretty cool. Um, so he basically just said um, earlier in January, about like the 8th, he um, tweeted actually, uh, a small update about his second book, and the tweet stated, uh, first draft of New Bond definitely finished. Second draft in better shape. Which, it's, I mean, he's he's a writer, and he's writing. That's pretty much what it tells you. Right. I, well, but, I mean, it, yeah. it was... It was just funny because like he, he showed the picture of like just the shredded <laughs> shredded pieces of his first draft. He's like, "Yep, oh. that's done. We're not going back there." <laughs> I didn't even see I I see I didn't see the tweet. I was reading off the notes. Oh, okay, wow. Look at you all prepared and stuff. Hey, I didn't get the notes until like 15 minutes before. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's but, okay. But um no, no, so I um I highly recommend reading Trigger Mortis if you haven't read it. It's mm. really, really cool. It's basically set, I don't know how long, very, very shortly after Goldfinger, the book. Oh, Goldfinger. really? And okay. so Pussy Galore is in the book. Um, wow. Now, yeah, do you mean the character Pussy Galore is in the book, or do you mean that there's <laughs> Pussy Galore in the book? <laughs> there is both <laughs> but um of course of mostly course. the former but um yeah and it's actually pretty cool because um for the opening chapter uh what horowitz did was he he took so in Fleming had written like a spec script for a tv show that never ended up getting made which was about like this formula one racer and like a murder mystery surrounding this formula one racer hmm. and so horowitz took that premise and he put it along with like Fleming's dialogue and all that into the first opening chapter of this book. So it's actually like partially indirectly partially written by Ian Fleming, which is really, really wow. cool. Um, and it's so cool that like that all these authors are like mining other like Fleming material for like, cause he had notes and like, He'd written stuff that. Oh know, yeah, I mean, like he, I mean, he was basically like the Tolkien of like spy novels. Yeah, so he's got a bunch of stuff that's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's cool that they're going to that well and sort of mm-hmm. mining it. Oh, that, that was a yeah, yeah. bad metaphor, but um, yeah, it, it is cool that, that there's some Fleming influence, and I'm, I'll be interested to see if there's any Fleming influence in this next book. 
Sure. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I I haven't read Trigger Mortis actually, so actually yeah. after giving me that synopsis, I'm very keen to check it out. The last one yeah. I read, I think, was Carte Blanche by uh, Jeffrey Deaver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that one was like um, that one wasn't exactly in the continuity. That was sort of another random book but yeah um, it was like a one-off right yeah yeah whereas like the um solo and devil make care and trigger mortis have all been in the fleming continuity so like say, yeah, in the 50s yeah. and 60s which um again it's such a cool idea i just love that so much yeah same um, same i'm with you but yeah so that, that that's go check them out go read a book if i uh if go i go read a go book, read a fucking book <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, like in, in the least, least condescending way I could possibly say it, go read it because okay. very cool. <laughs> I don't read much, but I will read that. There you go. If I, Hey, you can read that and I can go read, um, I can go buy and then read The Body. And oh, that's not even, uh, come on. <laughs> hey, One I issue did. is like... It, <laughs> Hey, if you had read Trigger Mortis already, this wouldn't be a problem. All right, probably, <laughs> yeah, 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 well, whatever, fine. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, the lo- uh, this last story I have no no like comment to make on, so I'm going to leave you to sort of talk uh. about it. <laughs> but um, there is, we talked a bit about this in a previous episode, but there is a new James Bond Funko Pop, um, and it's just it's just Sean Connery, and he's in an Aston Martin, and he's looking dapper. That's uh. <laughs> That's about all I know about it. I, I, yeah. I also know that Griffin owns many Funko Pops, and so That's not the only reason I put <laughs> it in. It was recent, you know. No, no, no. I know that. I'm just saying, like, you have more to say, so I will leave the next. Like, I'll leave the commentary um, on this to you. Well, I mean, I, I'll say cool? one of. I'll say two <laughs> things. One, they've they've actually released the first wave of the James Bond Funko Pop line, and yes, so which so saw, far yeah. everything looks pretty sweet. I'm I'm actually I have one behind me right now. It's um wow. the the uh, uh, the variant of the. Um, uh, what do you call it? Sean Connery, James Bond. It's it's James Bond from Doctor No, as opposed to from Goldfinger. The only difference oh. is he's wearing a black jacket, not a white one. Um, <laughs> anyways, but uh, yeah, the 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 James Bond and the Aston Martin. He's like, they've got like little Funko Pop in the in the the car decked out. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Um, I'll probably get it. And if you watch any of the videos on Men vs. Movies, you can uh, you'll probably see it in the background there. But um. But I'm looking forward to it. So whenever that comes out, yeah. probably within like the next month or so. So uh, Funko can... Pops, uh, uh, is it unusual to have a Funko Pop in a vehicle? No, that's like, it's like a, um. Uh, so they, they do those every now and then. Like they have Indiana Jones and his Jeep. They have like Batman and his Batmobile. They're called like Funko Pop Rides or something like that. <laughs> and it's like they, they, they stick a character, like a, a, like a full Funko Pop into like a car and it's like a, or, or like a vehicle or something like that. Can he, um, can he get out of the vehicle? Can he you take it out? He can get out of the vehicle. So what I will probably do is pose him next to the vehicle like in the still from Goldfinger. Ah, nice. Very nice forethought on that. <laughs> He's already planning where to put it, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, but... So much thought. But I think that pretty much wraps up uh, That Q-Branch, does. That honestly. does it for Q-Branch. That's all all the stuff there. You got to read and you got to buy Funko Pops. That's basically all we got to tell you. It's pretty much just go buy merchandise just go buy yeah every bit buy of james bond merch because why not <laughs> <laughs> all right now moving into our next segment so excited because we've actually got some stuff here that we can talk about 
two movies coming out this year. I know this is dude. This I'm I'm all in. Let's eat it up. So uh, our next (laughs) segment is Brother from Langley. Which uh, if you're new to this podcast or you are unsure what this segment is, if you've listened to an episode where we haven't done Brother from Langley, essentially this is where we (laughs) take a little bit of time and talk about the other. Um, spy films coming out in the year that are you know kind of in the same realm as Bond. So we've got first. Let's talk about this. Just happened last night. We've got a, the the first trailer for Mission Impossible Six or Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Um, they, they they did a little teaser during the Super Bowl and then the full trailer dropped online immediately after that teaser finished um, airing. And I, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'll take the lead on this. I freaking loved it. It was my favorite trailer. Um, out of the out of all the trailers that premiered during the Super Bowl, um, it was like this one in, in Jurassic World really really impressed me. But this one Wait, in particular, Jurassic World impressed you? Yeah, the second trailer for that. A little oh. bit of a tangent here. The second trailer, <laughs> they should have led with that trailer, man. I don't I don't oh, know yikes. what they were thinking with that first trailer that they put out. The first trailer was trash. The second one, I was I was on board. It looks pretty great. See, but anyways, I getting back the to the second trailer was I thought the second trailer was garbage. I thought it was hot garbage. Wow. <laughs> All right, that's a debate for after the show. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Mission Impossible Fallout. I I honest god though, it did have hands down the best um the best trailer of the yes. night. We've got some yeah. awesome uh, um um scenes of, of Henry Cavill going who's working for the CIA going after um, uh, Ethan Hunt. He's got his he's got his mustache there and everything. There's a sweet <laughs> helicopter chase at the end. Um, I I'm not gonna talk about the beginning because I know that you have things to say about the beginning. Yes. But um, all around it looks like we're in for a fun ride with Mission Impossible Fallout, and and I can't wait for this movie to come out. I, the, these new Mission Impossible films, not really new, but like the, you know, from Ghost Protocol on, well, I'd even say Mission Impossible 3. Eh. I'll say yeah. from Ghost Protocol onwards, they have all been consistently excellent movies. They they just really have knocked it out of the park um, every single time. So I'm expecting big things from this one and based off this first trailer, doesn't look like it's going to disappoint. So Brody, uh, uh, what are your thoughts on the first trailer from Mission Impossible Fallout? Um, yeah, so I've been a big fan of these movies too. Um, I think they're all pretty good except for two. Um, the first one's less memorable. I mean, it's not less memorable. It's got like, like that iconic sort of uh, lowering into the laser. Yeah, like, I mean, I would say the, like, the my 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 least favorite thing about the first one is just unnecessarily convoluted. It's just like right, which was definitely like a hallmark of the genre at the time. Uh, right. I think it's a whole other right. genre in general, but um, especially at the time, like that early, like late '90s, early 2000s, like everything had to be techno babble and like all that sort of thing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was, but I, I, it still functions as a really exciting thriller. Two is bad for so many different reasons. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's not what like that one unfun was. to watch, like because like some of the action scenes are pretty fun, but it's lame because they, they try to turn Ethan Hunt into James Bond and he's not James Bond and, and the movie is just too John Woo for its own good well th- that but also I, I feel like if you'd done a John Woo movie but like had because they, they, they basically got rid of the whole team dynamic and they said oh Ethan Hunt is like an adrenaline junkie and he lives yeah his, right like, it was just it was so weird and it was like that's not what Mission Impossible is that's no. what James Bond is um and so that kind of failed, but then three went back to form. And three it was, was great, excellent, so so good. Three and then, is so and good. underrated because uh, everyone like touts 
Ghost Protocol, but it's like three was fantastic. Yeah, um, three is where, where where the turning point was. Yes, um, yeah. And truthfully. then um, and then uh, Ghost Protocol obviously is fantastic. Probably my favorite so far. And then same, same. Um, Rogue Nation was also fantastic. Um, so this one going into this one, I'm like really really excited. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna see it regardless. But <laughs> so this brings me to the trailer. Um, the first 30 seconds of the trailer were so bizarre and like <laughs> it was very it was almost a little off-putting at first but the rest of the trailer is phenomenal so i'm all good with it right. but um that first 30 seconds where like and i this is how i describe it to you it's like a it's like someone was doing a not a parody but like an imitation of the Spectre trailer. Yeah, and, and I got a little bit of Quantum vibes in there, too. And there's a little bit of Quantum as well. Yeah, it has, like, that sort of... Um, but especially... It, it gave me Spectre vibes because it was sort of, like, questioning Ethan Hunt's place in, like... like It's kind of Skyfall as well, but, like, it was, like, questioning. Can you... can you Like, your institutions and, like, all this stuff, like... Uh-huh. And it was like, that's a little not... Mission Impossible. That's a little weird. Um, and it wasn't so much that like they can't that franchise can't touch that sort of thing. It's just that it felt so deliberately like it was aping like that 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 dialogue between Mr. White and Bond in both Quantum and in Spectre, where uh-huh. like the bad guy is like being very aloof and um, sort of indirect and making these broad general statements to get under the, the hero's skin and like question their place in the world and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and it had all these like moody shots of like, um, it had that one moody shot of like Ethan Hunt pushing through the door and it reminded me of Bond entering Mr. White's cabin in the snow. And, yeah, like, that's It was right, just like, yeah. it was like, this is so weird. How like, it's not bad, but it's so weird how much this looks like Spectre. Yeah, it was. Then, um, I definitely got those vibes. And and like I said, like well, the the whole quantum thing with Mister White being captured, the, the 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 villain from the previous movie is coming back to like yeah, say, and then like the, the, um, the, not, yeah, the, everything the, is not what you think. We we have people everywhere, like <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it had like yeah, it just had this really strange sort of um, yeah. I don't know. It was very odd. And then the rest of the trailer kicked in, and I was like, okay, this is the fun like spy action that I was expecting yeah. out of Mission Impossible. Um, again, I don't mind if the movie ends up being more cerebral or whatever. Um, uh-huh. It'd be different and weird, but it would definitely wouldn't be unwelcomed. Sure. It's just the sure. way the trailer was put together was so strangely reminiscent of, of Spectre that um, it took me out for a bit. But then, yeah, but, so like Henry Cavill looks fantastic. Dude, so I am excited so excited him. for him. Oh am, my gosh. Ah, oh, he just looks great. Um, I love that all the other uh, cast members from Rogue Nation and um, and Ghost Protocol are coming back. Well, and um, his wife from from the third one, she's coming back right. too. Exactly, which is, was was weird that they didn't even address that. Um, yeah. So it, it, yeah, I'm really really psyched to see all these sort of things tie together. Um, I'm really excited for the action. That helicopter scene looks. Like I was about to bananas. say, the big it looks um, like the big stunt's going to be the helicopter scene, and man, yes. is it, it, that's not going to disappoint. That looks awesome. Which, like, like my, one of my dis- not not disappointments, but like with Rogue Nation, I was really hyped for that airplane scene, and it didn't end up being all too significant. You know what I mean? It was. Well, it was pretty no, damn impressive, though. <laughs> it was cool, but it was like, like it was like the very beginning of the movie, and there was no real tension in the scene, just because. 
it was sort of like um, in medias res, like we just jumped in and suddenly that's the end. Like it, he got in and then like pulled the shoot and then they cut to black. You know what I mean? Sure. Which, which yeah. was effective for the story, but it wasn't like it definitely didn't rival like that Dubai Tower scene. Oh my god, no! The Ghost Dubai Protocol, Tower scene—that's the which best was like one. Just man. An, a masterclass in suspense and action and like it's just yeah. thrilling. Um, so like Rogue Nation definitely had plenty of thrilling moments like the the opera scenes fantastic uh, well that and diving the uh, scenes, the, the motorcycle chase the motorcycle chase like again it's got plenty of great action um but that the big set piece didn't quite rival the big set piece in the in Gross Protocol and it looks like this helicopter scene is gonna be the big set piece I'm like hell yeah let's like let's fucking let's do it yeah so I, yeah um, I'm all in all in man I'm all in I'm really really excited for these movies um it's it definitely. F- Again, like I was, I was talking to you about this. They don't like quite. They're not. They never quite feel like James Bond movies, which is good because they should be mm-hmm. their own thing. Um, yeah. But they definitely fill that void in my life of needing like spy yes, action movies. I, I completely so. agree. And I mean, Tom Cruise is just—he's phenomenal. So. Oh, he's yeah. He's just he's fucking insane. So it's. Dude, <laughs> I he's great. If it wasn't for the Scientology Henry. thing, sorry if you're a Scientologist <laughs> listening to this, but if it wasn't for the Scientology it's thing, it's not allowed on the internet, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Perfect. All right, and moving on to the last film that we're going to discuss here in Brother from Langley, and that is Johnny English Three, the, the other British. Secret agent. Where the fuck did this movie even come Dude, from? Dude, this movie came out of thin air is what, what it is. What, what, what year did John English 2 come out? Yeah. <laughs> it was like... What year did the called, first It was called Johnny English, English Reborn, and that was the second one. I loved the first one just because of how stupid it was. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's just like... It's, it's absolute just, nonsense. Well, it's, it's just like, randomness. It's like, the, yeah. I, the, I remember when the second one came out and I'm like, what the hell? You're making a sequel to a movie that's like over like like five years old. This like feels just like w- way weird. And now it's, so it's like it's been another probably five years or so since Reborn came out and we have a release date and a synopsis. So this movie is actually coming out this year, September 20th, 2018 in the United States and, and sometime in October for the UK. The I know. Ridiculous. Oh. And anyways, um, so, the, so the synopsis is as follows. Disaster strikes when a criminal mastermind re- reveals the identities of all active undercover agents in Britain. The Secret oh, Service can now rely on only one man, Johnny English. Oh Currently teaching at a minor prep school, Johnny springs back into action to find the mysterious hacker. For this mission to succeed, he'll need all of his skills, what few he has, as the man with yesterday's analog methods faces off against tomorrow's digital technology. Sorry, is this They're the, making Skyfall? Is the, yeah. <laughs> They're making Skyfall with Johnny oh English. God. What the fuck is like, like what is life? What is life? This is oh this is God. too funny. I can't I, I really if, hope that Javier Bardem has a cameo. Oh my god. Imagine if this movie is set in the the Bond universe and this is just like <laughs> the Johnny English movies. This, this is, like, is the other side of MI6 the, yeah, that you don't want to see. And M were f- like fuffing around with um like all that personal drama. Yeah. Johnny English was dealing with that whole like subplot with the, with the secret agents. <laughs> Holy shit, that is so funny. Like, it's gold. Especially when I mentioned yesterday's analog methods. Like this is literally Skyfall. It, it is literally so Skyfall. Funny. Well, here's the here's the crowning jewel on this entire thing. Former Bond girl hey. Olga Kirilenko is gonna co-star in it. 
Oh, I hope she's Camille. If her name is Camille, her, her name better be like, Camille. It I'm has to be. Fucking mind. This is like, so funny. This is. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love I'm it. I'm purely into this idea just because of how, like, directly of a spoof of Skyfall it sounds like. Yeah, same. Um, and. The thing I didn't, I didn't love the second one. I remember seeing it ages ago, so maybe I need to watch it again. I, but, I um, never saw the second one because I was just like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah, it was it was very. Biz- I saw it just because I love I love spy movies. Sure. Um, and that was just like I was like, "Well, sure, why not?" It's been a while since we've seen because I think it came out between uh, Quantum and Skyfall. Yeah. So okay. it was in that like lull where there hadn't been a Bond film in forever. I was like, "Yeah, sure." Um, I guarantee this movie is coming out because of like. This, because of the recent popularity of things like obviously Bond, Mission Impossible, Kingsman, like that, the yeah, spy yeah, resurgence. I, I guess I think this. Yeah, is, well, we I, I we talked on an episode I think when when the Golden Circle came out with where yeah. Kingsman is kind of like you know there, there's been like a little bit of a spy sonnaissance. Um, <laughs> you know like we, we got stuff like kingsman like mission impossible is like kicking it into full gear um you know bond yeah. is still alive and well thriving we've got stuff like atomic blonde like these little indie stuff like jason Bourne. like this the spy genre is really just like becoming more and more popular I think the yeah, the reason this Johnny English movie is getting made is because Kingsman and like John Wick proved you can do a spy movie like an assassin movie, you know that, that sort of thing, like yeah, that, that sure. sort of like yeah. s- like speculative fiction uh, espionage thing. Yeah, you can do that with a, like a non-established property, and it can still be successful. There's like a, there is enough of a because like Mission Impossible obviously is going to do pretty well because. It's an established brand. James yep. Bond is the most established brand in the genre. Um, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne did actually pretty badly considering it's an established brand. Yeah, when it um, first came out. Yeah, like that new one, the new like the Jason Bourne, like that one. Um, uh oh yeah. Oh, you're referring to that one. Well, I'll say. Well, and actually, maybe I'm wrong in my assumption, but I don't know how well did the Bourne Identity do when it first came out. Was it kind of like middle of the road numbers? I mean, it did all right, but I mean, it, it became a cultural phenomenon. Those like those three Bond movies became like a big deal, right? But, but the thing was that the, the novels, though, were had been around for a while. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, like that, I, I wouldn't say I'm not even counting. I'm talking about like right now. I'm not okay, even you're just like, like okay, yeah, I got because right. that's like 2003 or four, or whatever. Like that was ages ago. Yeah, but um, no, with this, I'm sort of like more thinking of just like in the last. Four years at the max. Yeah, there's just been like other than Jason Bourne, which is like a weird exception. Yeah. Um, there's been like this this hunger demonstrated by the audience for these kinds of movies, and that's why I think they're making John English because they're like, oh yeah, people actually kind of like this genre still. Let's just dust off this old like gem and. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't I even know. Like I, another, I can't. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if like someone at whatever studio has Austin Powers' rights is like dusting off old scripts and like thinking about it man i hope so i really wanted i i want mike myers to do something like where he's the lead again he's uh he's so funny and and, and i've been dying for an austin powers four for like ever (laughs) you you gotta bring it back you gotta have um you've gotta have scott powers like he was you gotta have mojo baby yeah you get but you gotta you gotta have like you can bring back uh, seth green and he can be the bad guy this time and that'd be really funny actually 
I'd be down. I'd see it. <laughs> I, I, just slap on, just put Austin Powers in theaters and I'll go see it. Like, I don't. I mean, and Beyonce's already in that universe. You make her do a song for it and it breaks the top, like, 100 <laughs> on the Boom. charts just because now Beyonce. You're, now you're already making money back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's, that's a surefire hit. Come on. Yeah. Whoever owns the rights. Like, I think Miramax owned the rights, which is Harvey yeah, Weinstein's company. Yeah, it was Miramax. Yeah. So. Oh uh, yikes! So maybe there won't be another one. But um, um, actually, I don't. I think it was New Line. Oh, okay. They made. I don't yeah, know. yeah. That's it was. It was New them, Line. Right? Yeah. So that's Warner that's Brothers. Good. I don't have no idea, but it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. This Johnny English movie sounds fantastic. Um, purely based on that, it, it could be trash, but I mean, it'll be enjoyable trash. Yeah, it'll be enjoyable <laughs> trash that we'll be great, able to so, talk like, about. Yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure. And with that, that will um, uh, do it for Brother from Langley this week. Woo-hoo. Got some nice announcements and trailers, so super stoked on that. Now, usually from here we go into Shaken But Heard, which is where we have our discussion segment based on you know whatever topic we, we came up with for the week to discuss. Uh, but mm-hmm. we don't really have a, a, a topic to discuss, not we because just we plum didn't. forgot. Well, it wasn't even that. Not because no, we, we just didn't forget or we didn't think of anything. <laughs> we just wanted to take some time to let you know what our plans were for uh, uh, 2018. So this is going to be a little bit of a, a shorter episode. So if you're a fan of um, uh, Shaken But Heard, I'm sorry. It'll be back next time. So um, essentially what, what our plans are for, for 2018, and we've kind of got a, a, a calendar planned out, is every month we want to have a regular episode, like what you're listening to right now, where we discuss Bond news, you know, Q Branch, Brother from Langley, all that stuff, and then we do our little discussion segment. We're going to have one of those um, maybe once or twice a month, um, and then when you don't get one of those, we are going to be doing a discussion based around one of the 24 Bond films, because our goal is to discuss each Bond film lead up to the release of Bond 25 and we've counted it out we um th- there will be uh we we will by the time Bond 25 comes up that w- like we'll have covered all of them so like there's like each month um there's enough months so that uh I I can't even say words so that by the time Bond 25 <laughs> comes out um we'll, we'll have reviewed all the films uh so you can look out for one of those each month and we're going to be kicking that one off strong because in the month of February we are going to be doing a die another day discussion so excited uh that will ideally be released uh Tuesday the 27th but the the way we have these whole things planned this whole thing planned is um we're changing up the release date so the release date we would usually aim for Thursday or Friday sometimes the weekends and stuff like that we didn't really have a set in stone release date um yeah this time around, New Year, New Us, so uh, we decided to be a little bit more organized, and every, not every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, you can expect an episode from this podcast, so tomorrow, or today, whenever you're listening, we're recording this on Monday, so tomorrow is Tuesday, the 6th, um, we will be releasing um, our, our first episode of the New Year, this episode, and then the next episode, we will be recording and getting stuff ready for that, and then the following week, or I'm sorry, not the 27th, the, the 20th, you will get our uh, Die Another Day discussion, oh, which we are very jazzed about, it's going to be oh, awesome. Yeah. And so we we can actually give you the the, the next couple of movies we're going to be discussing. So February we're going to be discussing Die Another Day. Um, March we're going to be doing Goldeneye because Ooh-hoo. why not? And I believe that's all we have so far. Am I wrong? Yeah, we we we, we were going to sort of like um, 
to give you a little like peek behind the curtain um we sort of decided we're gonna like take it every couple of like we'll plan the next two three months ahead and then based on like what's going on in the world what's going on um in general if something related to a bond film happens we can then talk about a bond film that is somewhat relevant um yeah yeah like say i don't know Paul McCartney dies. We do live on the die or something. You know what God, I mean? Like, God forbid. God forbid. Right. I mean, we've already done live on the die, but yes, yeah, so that was um, actually a really awful example. <laughs> right, right. But like, like just to give you like context, we we want to keep them as relevant as possible, and we also don't want to do like we don't want to backload it with bad films. Like, yeah. um, we didn't want to. We 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 just we discussed this when we were talking about um doing Dine of the Day. We were like, we don't want to, um. We don't want to do Diamonds of Forever next because then you've done two of the worst at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, uh, and those are kind yeah. of the fun ones to listen to. It's kind of fun to like talk about some of the less, more controversial ones anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think we ended up doing Goldeneye in um, March because of uh, St. Patty's Day, right? Yeah, because gold and Irish well, because of, and well, because of um, Pierce, right? right? <laughs> because of what? Because of uh, Pierce. He's Irish. Oh yeah! Oh wow! I totally <laughs> interpreted that the wrong way. <laughs> yes, because Pierce Brosnan is Irish. That's exactly right. You're you're 100 percent correct. So it's like um, <laughs> wow, because of gold. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we have so many options. If that was the reason, because there were so many. Different I know. Gold. Actually, you know what would be more fitting if that was the case would be Goldfinger. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> yeah. But oh yeah. My God. So we're doing. Um, so that thing sort of gives you an idea of just how tangentially related some of these topics can be to like the reason yeah. we picked the movie yeah. for that month but um and it, also if you have any suggestions if you like say like oh the next one you should do is like the man with the golden gun because i want to hear you talk about that yeah feel free to suggest because oh we absolutely haven't, like, we're not we know we know marvel studios we haven't planned the next decade and a half in, in advance, <laughs> so we are open to interpretation and uh yeah. not interpretation we are open to um suggestion yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) so you can either leave that in the comment section of wherever you're watching or you can tweet at us you can tweet at men versus movies uh m is capitalized v is capitalized and beautiful beautiful uh, plug that was that was seamless (laughs) (laughs) yes you got him you got him (laughs) you can go follow us over there on twitter and facebook and all all that good stuff so that's basically kind of how this show is going to work out uh we feel it's best you know gives us some time to catch up on stories because there's really not a whole lot happening um and we kind of realized that towards the end of last year is just like we were scraping the bottom of the barrel for stories i mean as you Mm -hmm. saw today we're talking about like the attractiveness of the Bond actors, which is uh, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> it's truly despicable. Yeah. It really is. I mean, um, and, then, and that's the other thing. Like, we, we were saying um, we're probably going to, by the end, towards the end of the year, aim for more um, more episodes per yeah. month yeah. Um, because I will be graduated and also the Bond production will have started, hopefully. Started ratcheting up, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have... More news, and I will have more time, which means it'll be a lot easier to sort of um, circle the square, I guess. Right, so, right. Um, so this is the off season, you know. This is this, there is you know it. every now and then during the off season you get some little stuff like that, but for the most part it's kind of dead. So we're kind of working around that, supplementing yep. it with some awesome Bond discussions of the films because we want to get around to doing all of that regardless of whether Bond twenty five is coming out or not. But now yeah. th- it kind of works out where there's enough months uh, before the release of Bond twenty five that we can. Get 
get all of the films reviewed. So we have a wonderful excuse, yeah. Yeah, it'll be beautiful. <laughs> so just to recap here, today is the sixth. You are listening to The Words Are Not Enough. This is a regular episode. Next week, there will not be an episode. Uh, the 20th of February is when we will release our Die Another Day discussion. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we are, we are oh, yeah. going to have a lot of fun with that. And then uh, basically every other week, it will be kind of like a regular episode. And then the, 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 the next episode will be uh, a movie discussion. So... Uh, just that is what we're going to be doing for the month of February and, and for the, the the near future. Like I said, you can look forward to GoldenEye in March. So I think that about does it. Is that our show? I think that's our show. I think that's we ended show. on a on a high note talking about uh, <laughs> Tony English and uh, basically a bulletin board. Oh what a, yes, what a exactly. Reason. Lovely. So, I mean, really, if you if you had tuned out for the first half, I think you really maybe made the right call. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What a, what a, what a harsh indictment. <laughs> I know, just kind of just shitting oh, on our own show. But anyways, thank you all for, for tuning in and, to, and for supporting us, for subscribing, for listening, all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Brody Saravelli, where can everyone find you? Oh, well, you can find me at Brody Saravelli on Twitter. Um, I share my thoughts frequently, and they're always hot takes so please look forward to my hottest takes on twitter <laughs> maybe i'll start calling you brody hot takes cerevelli at the beginning of the that's show. that's honestly very applicable that could yeah. be my middle name <laughs> i think i think we'll do that i think we'll do that um but anyways guys if you like this this episode you can be sure to like this video if you're watching it on youtube share it with your friends if you're watching it on youtube or really anywhere um subscribe to the men versus movies youtube channel if you want content that isn't necessarily james mod but movie related all the good stuff there but uh if you could this would be incredible if you could just take some time head on over to itunes subscribe to the feed there leave us a rating and a review because that helps us out tremendously it's how uh, the show gets noticed and it's how we get feedback from you all so please 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 head on over to itunes and do that good stuff if you're listening on iHeartRadio. Leave us a rating over there, and then also, um, you know, subscribe to the feed over there for for all that good stuff for you non Apple users. Um, like I said, you can like Men vs Movies on Facebook and follow us on Twitter simply by searching Men v Movies. And lastly, guys, uh, if you like me specifically and you like what I have had to say, you can always give me a follow on Twitter at Griff Schiller. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. And until die another day, take care. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Kenny the Car Man. Hurry up and save at the all new R Town Ford. Your new choice in Randallstown. There's hundreds of new Fords with total savings to up to $12,000. Or choose 0% financing up to 72 months. It's my town. It's your town. It's R Town Ford. Hi, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Kenny the Car Man. Hurry up and save at the all new R Town Ford. Your new choice in Randallstown. There's hundreds of new Fords with total savings to up to $12,000. Or choose 0% financing up to 72 months. It's my town. It's your town. It's R Town Ford.